Last time on Eidolon Disco, Sherlock asked the Mystery Club to help save his life, since he believed that Casey was going to have Jordan Rogers erase him from existence. In exchange, Sherlock would try to find out who was controlling Night Fever. Casey assured the team that she wasn't going to try to kill Sherlock and just wanted to talk with Jordan about his powers and their relationship. But it turns out everyone was too late. Jordan had overexerted himself, and he ended up dying in Casey's arms as the club tried to save him. If they want to remember any of this, they'll have to take care of Night Fever. The time is running out. It is currently 12.15 a.m. If you do not defeat the wielder of Night Fever within the next 45 minutes, you will forget what happened to Jordan. You could write yourself a reminder, but unless the amnesia is stopped, you won't be able to remember your final moments with him. Uh, I think Casey... There's like a light shimmer spreading from Casey's band all over her body as the numbness of having lost someone in your arms is slowly replaced by anger and hatred and just such need to burn something, to punch someone to make someone hurt the way she's hurting right now. If I can add to that, um, with Jordan dead, uh, your body is also reverting to how it was before he changed it. Yeah, it... Imagine having your boyfriend die and then start feeling the effects of being medically detransitioned. That's not... great. Does that also mean that we are starting to remember... The, like no I mean you guys never noticed any change so I don't think you're noticing a change now okay I yeah I she I think I don't even think she speaks right now we're still driving we're, we're, so, we're about to, oh, I, I think, think you're still parked in the waffle house well, park okay. so uh, Unless yes, Casey had yelled at Bob to drive to the hospital, and they yeah. were they were right, on right, route. right, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. So I was literally uh, about to ask, wh- where are we, like in the town? Question: Are we near the toy shop? Uh, I would say that the town is small enough that you know, if you're in the town, you're near just about everything. 
Waffle House is on the same side of the highway as the hospital, so definitely a pretty quick drive. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say you're at least halfway to the hospital already. The toy shop would be in the opposite direction. But again, you can be there in yeah. ten minutes. Do... Do you all think that if we burn the toy shop down, all of this will end? No. No. Maurice doesn't say anything, but he nods his head now. She, like, looks up for the first time since Jordan passed away to all of you, tears just falling down her face. I need to hurt someone. I need to find someone responsible. If that motherfucker gave him this power, that's his fault. But... Night Fever. I... I can't forget this. I can't forget feeling this. I can't forget him in my hands as he faded away. We need to stop Night Fever. Okay. Okay. And that's but, what we're going to do. Yeah, let's let's stop and think calmly here. All right, we're not going to pick a fight with a wizard. We Sherlock need to find home. where Sherlock is. Yeah, he was he was said he was going to be able to figure out who had night fever real quick. I'd imagine he's probably gone, but wherever he was might leave a clue. Right. We just need to figure out where he might have been. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna dredge, I guess, if no one else is gonna jump in and, and do it. I will I will dredge to see where Sherlock went. Yeah, go for it. Alright, you got two biz, right? Yes. So that is one card. Uh you've got Hey, the world! <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I was Damn. about to argue that I thought that we were all working together on this one, but you know you what? Know I'll what? take yeah. it. Yeah, how about you uh how about you don't look give a gift world in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um let me think here of how to give this. Yeah, I, I'm giving you everything because you drew the world. But what's what's the best way to do that? Um, Sherlock would have gone off to solve the mystery of whoever Night Fever is going to, of whoever Night Fever is. Um, and Bob, you intuit that he could probably sense that his time was limited once Jordan started, uh, you know, dying. Um, he would have tried to get his information to you, um, somehow. And clearly, he couldn't, for whatever reason, just appear before you like he does sometimes to hand it off. But he would have taken it somewhere that you could easily find but also somewhere that he could feel reasonably confident that only y'all would find. Somewhere that only all of you have access to, at least as far as he knows. Is it in the mystery club room at the school? Well, no. No. Other think, people have access more. to that. Yeah, that's it just a classroom. There's people coming and going there all the time. What's somewhere that... Only the four of you have been able to reach. The Undertow. The Undertow? Oh, the Undertow. Okay. Um, well, shit. Well, how do we get there? Hmm. I, hmm. I was only able to get there because of my power just randomly being able to. Well, the competition, like, requires that somebody make it there eventually. 
clearly the King Arthur or whoever else designed the contest intended people to get there somehow, even if it's really difficult. There's got to be another way down. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think if, if, uh, could Haley dredge based on her knowledge of being there and creating portals to it? Like, is there, is there a specific set of, did she notice anything about sort of the construction of the place that would yeah, sort of lead her to a possible way to replicate it without the inhuman powers? I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah. How are you? Uh, what's oh, your biz? My biz is three. Three. Okay. So that's two cards. Uh, the lovers, you're faced with two paths. The star, a new path is revealed. Well, the here's star. The <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, what's up? Nothing. I, I got confused. Never mind. Oh, I thought I saw, I thought I heard Ty say something. I, I, I have an idea, but I, I will okay. save it since we don't need it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so a new path is revealed. Let me think here, because I didn't write down a way for you to get here. I was just like, yeah, we'll I, figure okay, something out. Okay, here's my plan then. I have, I've, I've okay, got yeah, something. if you have a suggestion, by all means. Uh, how does a uh, ghost town's power work? Uh, ghost town's power in the future works that if you tell a ghost story in the graveyard, it is true. Do but... the Bermuda Triangle, wouldn't that be working right now around death? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're Does saying. Does anyone in this van have a story about one time we got into the undertow? Bye. Well, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Hold okay. on, hold on. Okay, yeah, I, 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 think, I think our characters need like a reasonable way to figure this out, yeah. and I've got an yes, idea. Yes, yes, yes. I've got an idea. I, okay, yeah, okay, cool. I, I, I like where your head's at, though, Ty. I think that's that's the direction we can go in here. But yeah, what, right. what do you got, Mike? All right. Hey, Casey? Yes. Do you still have the book? Yes. She's like gripping it. Yeah, and I, as a reminder, the like cover of the book mm-hmm. is still there, but all of the pages have sort of like dissolved. Yeah, Casey, I do you trust me? She looks at you and stares you in the eye. <sighs> yes. Okay, let me borrow that cover. She looks back at it, takes another deep breath, and looks down and passes it to you. Okay, so Bob is going to uh, reach kind of between the seats of the, of the the two front seats of the wild cherry and pull out their backpack okay. and a notebook and rip out a piece of loose leaf and a pencil. Uh-huh. And Bob's just going to write, the wild cherry can travel freely to the undertow and jam the page in between the two covers. Okay, okay. I'm trying to think if I want to make you draw something for this. I feel like uh, Haley has gotten nothing off of her star draw, so I think this is the effect of that. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think... How does this look? Let me think of how this looks. Um, I think the entire van just sort of shimmers as though a blue like spotlight were shining on it. Okay, something's happening. Let's see. Uh, all, right, all right, so so it's got a spotlight on it. Yeah, or, or it's reflecting, you know, like I said, it, it is as though there is a blue light source that is only lighting up the van. Okay. Well, what's outside the window? Uh, still the Waffle House parking lot. Okay. Um, all right, so it can, but how do? <laughs> well, if, uh, if this works on metaphor and analogy we find 
a transitional spot, tunnel, overpass, something like that. Okay. What, about, what if we drive around the Waffle House three times? <laughs> you know what? Waffle House is our powers, our places of great magic. It's yeah. true. That is I was true. Gonna say, if, <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to use my Boogie Wonderland surely for just uh, dramatic means. Uh, but Maurice I mean, is you like, certainly can. Yeah, Maurice has been like looking at Jordan Roberts and not knowing how to do it because they're gone and like all of this stuff from like everyone dying and this fight and this war none of these kids asked for. Yeah. And then one of his little gremlins puts a, a, cassette, a cassette tape in the van and uh, all along the watchtower starts playing. And uh, <laughs> we're in Vietnam, baby. <laughs> Jesus. No one asked for this fucking war. <sighs> all right. Uh, Bob, like, turns the van to sort of face toward the Waffle House mm-hmm. uh, and just guns it and starts doing laps. You do laps around the Waffle House, completely convicted that this is a ritual to get you to the undertow, and that Mm -hmm. conviction is what is important here. I think as you complete the third lap, there is suddenly a little Boogie Wonderland voice that yells, Cut! And the van suddenly stops. I think, Maurice, you're the only one who is aware, as the parking lot is suddenly a parking lot soundstage with a matte painting of the Waffle House and a bunch of little Boogie Wonderlands come and drag that off of the set to reveal a matte painting of the undertow behind it. And then you hear the voice yell, action! And to everybody else's appearance, you have just warped straight into the undertow. (laughs) Whoa. That that worked, huh? It sure did. Uh, Haley opens up the um, the the back of the van uh, and beckons everyone to follow her and says, "You probably put it in some place that he knows I've that we've been." The stone. Exactly. Stone. So I'm gonna find it again. You know what? Maybe we should stay in the van while we head there. I suppose you're right. Yeah. Let's 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 hit it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Also, uh, imagine is- the, the van is turned into like a kind of because like the van also had like safari energy or like zoo animal energy. Oh sure. Yeah. 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 It's like an all-terrain maybe van now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Its tires kind of fattened up. They got those like bumps on them to go over, uh, you know, rocks and stuff. So that's what's happening to the wheels. Can I can I add my own flavor to the yes, to the rest absolutely. of the van? Uh, By all means. Y- you remember the fucking uh, uh, electric mayhem vehicle from the fucking Muppet movie? Yes, <laughs> that vaguely that, that wacky horse shit. Yeah, I want I want the wild chair to look like that. Yes! Great, beautiful. Okay. <laughs> I think while all of this is happening, Casey has been quiet and in the back of the band still hasn't really moved much and she she was wearing this very like girly pink dress and I think she's just rubbing her rubbing it between her fingers as it slowly the dress slowly starts turning into like a pair of jeans Mm -hmm. and like the top of the dress slowly starts turning into that that shitty ragged leather jacket that she always wears. Mm-hmm. And like she can feel her voice dropping 
every time she speaks, she she keeps clearing her throat. Um, she's feeling all sorts of ways hormonally, um, and it's just trying to focus all of this into anger. And I think like there's like a little, a, a little like almost like a gem on top of the the band that is her idol on. But if anyone were to touch that gem, that's just like fire. That's just like liquid magma right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would I would like to say that Maurice has been silent still since the Jordan thing, really, and just kind of mm-hmm. goes over yeah. and offers a hand to Casey, and just kind of like I'll hold your hand, and like. I I think I think she grabs it, like not even looking at you instinctively, just holding on to you. Really tightly. And yeah, Marie squeezes back and just doesn't say anything, doesn't try and fix it or anything, just like is wants to like, yeah, that was some shit we saw and I'm here. I think kind of oblivious to, you know, everything that's going on with, with Casey, uh, Bob is going to turn to Haley and go, you know, since since night fever just affects the people in the town, do you think we're safe from it down here? Like if we just hang, would we be good? I, I have no idea, and it, it's not something I want to test out. All right, fair I enough. Guess, I guess if we don't find the thing we needed, we can always leave one of us down here. I don't know if I would want that for y'all. So uh, if, if we leave somebody down know. here, then everybody else is going to forget. Yeah, if, we, if, if we're running out of time, then we'll just wait it out down here. But that's not my ideal yeah. plan. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. You good? No, that that's in character. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm I was like, how do I represent your voice dropping and that oh, all sure. of it must be happening there? Uh so yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Sorry. Um, You're good. Uh, I'm such so a good actress. I guess so good uh, at everything I do. Haley is gonna try and help um Bob navigate. Yeah, um, Haley, you spent a pretty long time down here when you got stuck here, so even though everything kind of looks the same, you have a vague sense of where to go. Uh, You also have sort of noticed that most of the tunnels down here sort of funnel you to the sword room. Um, I think as you drive, you sort of take a glance out the passenger window, and down one tunnel that you're not going, um, you drive past it in, you know, just a, a blur, but you feel like you saw two large glowing eyes staring out at you, and you think maybe you saw just sort of a sigh of hot pink fire accompany them. Oh, uh, well, hopefully Disco Inferno doesn't mind a van being down here. And after, let's say, because time does matter in this episode, let's call it about 10 minutes of driving down here. You make it to the sword chamber, and um, sure enough, in the middle of the room, you know, the sword itself is sort of closer to the back. But in the middle, there is a few pages of paper weighed down under a rock. All right, Uh, let's, uh, let's get that paper. And uh, yeah, Bob's I gonna... think Casey like jumps it and like wants to grab it, like jumps out of the van for it. 
All right, yeah, Casey, you grab it, and on one of the pieces of paper is what looks like some drawings, and the other one is completely taken up with a fairly lengthy letter. Which which one do you want to check out first? I start reading the letter. My esteemed fellow detectives, and then in parentheses, you should use your success or failure at the task I'm about to present to you as the metric by which to determine the sincerity of that salutation. It would seem that my well-earned expertise in the study of human behavior has, in this case, failed me. I stand by my assertion that had we not intervened, then either Miss Cardenas would have demanded Mr. Rogers get rid of me, or else Mr. Rogers would have done so himself as a demonstration of contrition. However, as it was quite obvious to myself that Miss Cardenas would forgive him of his inadvertent meddling in her life, I failed to guess that this fact was not as obvious to Mr. Rogers, and his proclivity toward extreme irrational anxiety would prompt him to force the issue, even at the cost of his own life. Forgive me for speaking ill of the dead, but it was a rather short-sighted approach, given that any ensorcellation he managed was instantly undone upon his expiration. Which, of course, brings us to the subject on which I am now writing. I can feel that Mr. Rogers is moving on from this world, and I am constitutionally incapable of tarrying long behind him. While you did intervene on my behalf, it would seem that you failed to prevent my untimely demise. I do believe that I would be within my rights to therefore abandon my end of the bargain, though such a decision is frankly out of my hands, seeing as I lack the time to conclude my investigation. Even so, I think it would be entirely fair if I withheld the evidence that I have succeeded in collecting this evening. However, it would be a terrible waste of good detective work if my investigation died with me. Therefore, I am leaving behind the most significant clue that I've managed to uncover. As I have no means to relay the clue to you in time, I am leaving it here, under the assumption that you are the only others who've managed to locate these great caverns. Nothing was stopping any of you from locating this clue yourselves, had you merely approached the situation with a perceptive eye and an analytical mind, but you are all yet young, and I have perhaps been too harsh in my criticism of your amateurish efforts. You are, after all, literally amateurs. Consider this, then, your initiation into the world of professional detecting. Take this clue, locate your man, and expose him to the light of day. I could here offer advice, but consider it both a test and a prorated payment for incomplete services rendered that I leave you this clue in isolation. I apologize for the degraded penmanship in the rest of this correspondence. It seems my right hand has transmogrified from flesh to some variety of ectoplasm. An occult expert might be able to identify which variety, but sadly that is not one of the many sciences I have mastered. I suppose the left hand will be following shortly, and so I should eschew such asides to ensure that I've conveyed all that I wish to in my scant remaining time. I am dying, children. I am possessing of a great wellspring of wisdom and intelligence, but do not imagine that this brings me comfort in this ultimate hour of my existence. I may be a great man, but a man I am, and death's icy fingers shoot the same spasms up my spine as it does any other. I am afraid. Afraid for the end of my own life, and afraid that I will go down in history as a failure, as despite the many cases I've solved, I have come short of completing my greatest assignment, retrieving the legendary Excalibur in the name of the British Crown. Perhaps, if I had been kinder to you, 
I might reasonably hope that you'd carry out the task in my absence. But I cannot imagine you doing so now. You are all quite generous and charitable of spirit, to the degree that I've found it often dims your otherwise perfectly serviceable wits. But I'm skeptical that there exists any body on this earth selfless enough to forfeit such a powerful treasure. If you are to pursue the sword for your own ends, then I will grant one singular piece of advice. In all my travels, I've never found such a density of secrets as I've found in this humble hamlet of yours. My advice is to trust absolutely no one. You may imagine that the experiences you've lived through have already taught you this lesson, but I suspect that when it truly matters, you're going to opt for naive kindness over pragmatic cynicism. This is my urging to combat that high-minded instinct. It'll lead you nowhere but the grave. I can now see through my fingers as though they were polished glass. I imagine it won't be much longer now. Take care, my good detectives, and may your eyes never stray from the truth. Your friend, sure, the R just sort of like, there's just a long dash as though his hand slipped holding the pen while writing out his name. I think as she's reading that she, first she starts laughing, like kind of mad person laughing, and then that laugh turns into tears, into crying and sobbing, and then by the time she's done with the leather, she's no longer crying, no longer laughing, and moves to the other piece of paper. The other piece of paper has two drawings on it. Uh, one of them looks like just sort of a crude sketch of the woods. There is a hill overlooking a little um, chunk of trees. The hill is marked as... Um, wait, hold on, I've got it written down. I don't have to fucking come up with the wording on the spot. That's the magic of preparation, baby. <laughs> uh, the hill is marked with hill with good visibility, and the sort of thicket of trees it's overlooking is labeled Grove where you conversed with a moose. <laughs> and uh, then on the back of that same piece of paper, there is what appears to be a drawing of tire tracks in the mud. We just gotta follow their tracks. They were there with us in the woods. We gotta follow their tracks. We can find yeah, the car. Yeah, I think she like passes those to whoever's next to her or near her and like not not shoves them, but like it puts them in their hand in their chest kind of like doesn't say anything alright let's get back to the surface and get to the woods agreed she turns around and silently walks into the car alright Maurice you're the you're the magic expert what's the ritual to get back up I mean you do have the warp whistle yeah he just do well, wouldn't that only take one of us I don't remember what rules I gave you for the warp whistle. Fair enough. Yeah, you said it would, it would take a single person and that we only had two more uses of it. Yeah, that would, gotcha. Fair that enough. would just work for me. Right, right, right. Okay. Hmm. What's the way to get out? Well, we came here. Through, well, maybe if we go back to the place we came and then do counterclockwise around the Waffle House. All right. Sounds, uh, sounds reasonable to me. All right. Um, but were you going to say something? I think Casey, while they're in the band, is like, you know, I think she's saying it kind of quietly, but if anyone's near her, they can probably hear. She's not like whispering to herself, it's just that's as much energy as she has to say it. You know, in a way, 
Sherlock was a part of him. So. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just quiet looking at the ground again. Uh, yeah, you make it back to the surface in much the same way that you left it. I'm going to say this whole excursion took uh, about, let's say, 15 minutes. So it is now 1230. You've got 30 minutes to track down this guy and stop him from wiping your memory. Um, so you could go out to the woods and try to follow those tracks, but that's a time-consuming way mm-hmm. to go about this, is all I'll say. I think what mm-hmm. Haley will do is, Bob has a map of the area in their car, right? In the van. I can allow that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I feel like in the 70s, you kind of had to yeah, have yeah. maps in yeah. your car. Haley is going to take the map out, take out a, like, um, take out a pencil, uh, mark the area on the map where, um, where you naturally would have like, um, sort of gone off the road to get to that marked hill. Uh, Mm. and then she is going to, um, based on the road grid, essentially map where, the vehicle would have had to go um, because there were mud prints. So there would be mud tracks left. Uh, and basically the idea is just to, to find the earliest, um, uh, the earliest interact intersection where the vehicle would have had to go to pick up the trail from there instead of going all the way to the woods. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, let me think of the best way to... I, I mean, this sounds like an investigate, honestly. Mm-hmm. Probably. Uh, so I would say you're driving out in that direction where you've sort of estimated you would find, uh, like, you know, there's probably one road that goes out to this specific neck of the woods, and you are going down it. So as you're driving there looking for a sign of these uh, tracks, uh, Haley, go ahead and give me an investigate draw. What's your genius? Two. Two, and I think it's fair to say that uh, at the at minimum, Bob is materially helping, right? Yeah, Everyone's looking the, out for clues. I feel Maurice is also you. like pointing at stuff. Yeah. yeah. Map. Oh, oh no! Dun what? dun dun! What? Well, that's going to be the tower and the moon. <laughs> oh, let's boy. fucking go, baby! I'm going. Can I push? Sure. Now you can, you can push, but you will still have to ask me questions for those two. Okay. Um, I'm going to push. Okay, clock's at 11 o'clock. And, oh, no. <laughs> well, now you get a third bad one. You got judgment. Dun, dun. <laughs> Sometimes you come out of the undertow and you just get three bad cards. That is that is close to... That, I, that is basically the worst spread Wait. you could possibly get. Okay. Oh, crap. Does deal from the... Do I have to choose deal from the bottom before? Yes, for exactly this reason. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to divide if, your bad answers. Hold on. I'm just checking to see if, because I still have the Alchemist playbook. I'm just checking to see if there's anything that in there that can help me out. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Nothing coming to but, mind for me. But yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Damn. damn no, damn. I think the deck just said "fuck you." Okay. <laughs> your fucking day, huh? So, uh. First question, um, forecasts don't matter, right? It's just... They, like, 
I I am at liberty to use them if I want to, but it is basically just about the polarity. Okay, and it was a uh, tower judgment and what else? The moon. So moon. three negatives. Okay. Okay, so we'll do what's hidden here. The moon. What's hidden here? The moon. Okay. Um. As you drive down this street, you know, it's past midnight, it is dark, and this is not a street with, like, street lights, so it's kind of hard to see. But, Haley, you do, in fact, find uh, some tire tracks, or some muddy tracks turning out from the woods. Now, the problem is that you just passed an intersection to get here, and this has saved you some time in finding the trail, but you have no way of knowing where it goes from here because... You know, that mud gets off of its tires relatively quickly, and there's just brown streaks on the road that don't lead anywhere. I know I didn't draw, but can I ask a question? Um, since we got three negative cards, is that three XP? Uh, that is three XP. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, um. And yeah, Haley, if you want to field questions, by all means, but I mean also, you know, you got the list. Yeah. Uh, what weaknesses can I exploit? We'll do tower for that. Towered on what weaknesses can you exploit? And it's it's an answer you don't like. <laughs> that's always the trickiest one for a nature because it's like, well, the obvious one is just none, but that's also the boring answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so what weaknesses can you exploit derogatory? <laughs> um, <laughs> let me think about this one for a second. You can exploit. The other option is I could create a custom, more pointed question. Oh, do you have an option to do that? Well, I. I Are well, you just suggesting that as a. I'm just asking if I could do that. That's not in the rules as written. I'm not anti it. Okay, the, the question would be um, who would own a vehicle that could make those tracks? Right, right, right. Uh, then, yeah, I, I think that is fair. Um, you do have... I actually think on the road, you don't have an especially clear, like, impression of the tread of the tire. Um, you know, they were driving at speed, so it's a little bit smeared. But you do have Sherlock's sketch, which does have a clear uh, depiction of the tread of the tire. Um I think, uh, Casey, you're pretty automotively minded, right? That's mm -hmm. been established. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how, how much of an expert you are on tire treads, but you're probably enough of one to know that that looks like a familiar pattern to you, which means that mm -hmm. that could be on a lot of cars. Oof. Yeah, that's, that's just a tire. Okay. Uh, what happened here recently? Judgment. What happened here recently, Judgment, other than obviously what you already know? Hmm. Gosh. It's, you know, you drew as badly as you possibly could, so I'm going to be a little bit mean here. And I'm going to say that what happened here recently is you have wasted another five minutes of your limited time and have really haven't learned anything you couldn't learn from the sketch. Damn. Okay. It is now 1235. All right, all right, okay, They're, maybe we're thinking about this the wrong way. We know this person, they're a teacher at the school, they've been following us since, you know, you 
you kind of discovered him at the library, right? There was a library incident? Yeah, it's one of the six administrators. We know that much. Okay, where's the list? Do we have the list? Can we... I think that's what Maurice is going to do. He's going to cross-reference this, and... Do I want to do a biz roll on the list, and just kind of everything that's uh-huh. happened, and the energy of Boogie Wonderland, and... Um, yeah, do a... Yeah. yeah. Okay, then, yes. Uh, give me that... What's your biz? Two. Two. Um, Can't be I'll, bad at the last roll. I'll allow that you're being helped here. That gets you the sun or the hermit. The sun is positive. Let's go sun. All right, you're giving cause to celebrate. Then, um, what's the best way to to convey this? Uh, so, like I said before, the list is um, the guidance counselor, the four vice principals, one for each year at your school, and the principal of the entire high school. And... I think as you look at them, Maurice, Boogie Wonderland is editing, like, a montage together that only you can see. It's, like, cross-fading from the paper in your hand to uh, memories of them getting into their cars in the parking lot. Stuff you haven't even actually paid attention to, but you have seen it, so it is rattling around in your brain. And, um... Mine palace, mine palace. (laughs) You're very, like, the usual suspecting right now, right? Yes, okay, the library, the uh, library librarians. What do librarians <laughs> do? They read books, books, libros. And then we just go in back. Uh, and uh, as you sort of make your way down the list, it hits you that none of these cars you're seeing in your mind's eye actually do fit this tire tread, except for one, the uh, pickup truck of... Principal Floyd Irwin, the principal of the school. Maurice's like face drops. It's the principal. Okay. Okay. All right, let's knowing go. Look to everybody like we're going after the principal. Is everyone cool with that? Let's let's go. I mean, if anyone's not cool with that, they have twenty five minutes to make peace with it. <laughs> Do we know where he lives? I don't know if anyone's looking at Casey, who's hasn't his face has been like. Stone, the moment when Bob says that, you can see like a smile come on her face. She's still looking down on the floor, but. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Uh. I'm, I'm gonna make up a thing that I think okay. makes sense, Luke. Feel yeah. free to tell me now. Sure. Um, when, when my parents moved us in a couple years ago, they, uh, they had dinner at his place. Because they're like business people coming into town and he's, I don't know, they said they wanted to do dinner and they brought me in there and I didn't have a great time, but yeah, I think I remember where he lives. What's your genius, Casey? My genius is a number. It's uh, one. 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 All right. Because um, that sounds like a reveal your master plan to me. All right. Uh, that gets you the hermit. Your actions isolate you. Let me think here real quick. Um, how would your actions isolate you here? Uh, hmm. Honestly, I... <laughs> if for no other reason than expediency here, um, I might say that, yeah, the, the isolation happening here is the fact that your family is loaded enough that you're having fucking private dinners with the principal of the school you transfer to. Yeah. 
I think your actions already isolated you previously. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> uh-huh. So yes, I, I think you do in fact know where the principal lives. Okay. I, I um, tell Bob, yeah. Bob's gonna start driving that way, but as they get going, they're gonna say, okay, we need a plan before we go in. We're not just gonna, like, bust down the door and jump the principal. We need, like... If this dude's got memory erasing powers, he could probably just use them the second we show up if we're not careful. Yeah. We bring the house down. With everyone else inside? You just said he has a family. I think they could even see that coming. It takes a while for a house to burn down. We have to get him alone. She makes a grunt. If we have the time. If not... You've already been arrested for murder once. We can't just rush in and do a murder. Yeah, but this... At the very least, if we do a murder, we should not be sloppy about it. <laughs> yeah, but this one I want to do. And I don't want you to go to jail. Then I'll escape from jail on midnight when no one cares, and I'll go around killing people and burning shit up, or I'll go to That's a That's not fucking... gonna happen. Oh, no. I'm putting my foot down. I care about you. I love you. That's not gonna happen. He's gone. The second KC like started talking about murdering people, Bob stopped the van. He's gone, and someone needs to fucking pay for it. And he will, but we will do this smart. She she starts sobbing again, but she she kind of like nods her head. None of this matters. Winning doesn't matter if if we are all in there together. <laughs> Yeah. I don't care about anyone else. I care about you all. She starts laughing like a couple months ago. I would have been embarrassed for crying in front of y'all. <laughs> she got like snot all down her nose and it's a mess. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it the smart way. All right. So, what do we know about this guy? Casey, do you remember what his house, the inside of his house looks like? Is it two stories? Casey, I'll say that it is, um, the principal lives not close to Haley per se, but probably closer to Haley than anyone else, sort of, um, further out on the edges of town where there is a lot of room for big houses mm -hmm. to be built. Um, I think this is probably like a pretty large two-story house with also a big basement and like a very big yard on both sides um it is it is a uh, you know not quite mini mansion but like leading mm -hmm. that direction you know what i mean yeah two stories pretty big garage uh, it was kind of isolated i don't remember there being any neighbors or anything okay did he have any sort of security system Haley, I love you, but I don't think I, I pay enough attention to that. Okay, I just thought I'd ask. Yeah. We need some way to... He's most likely either... Well, who knows where he's going to be, but he's going to be in there somewhere. His family is likely also going to be there. Probably the... Yeah, uh, out of character. He has kids, right? Yeah, he probably has kids. His kids will probably be asleep. He probably won't. Does he have some sort of office? Hmm. Uh, Casey, I, I'd say. I don't know whether you would have necessarily mm -hmm. seen that, at, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. 
think him and my dad had like bourbon or something in there before food, which was weird. Okay. Uh, okay. Another out of character question. Um, yeah. I can't remember. Has because our our uh, carvings are still intact, right? Of the eidolons. Uh, oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. Oh yeah, if we can find his a uh, thing. Yeah, we may not need to confront him directly. If we can find where he keeps uh, the carving of his eidolon, we may be able to eliminate it that way. I like this. Yeah, I wish you could see the face I'm making. Like, oh, that would be easier. It would be quieter. No one would have to yeah. get arrested for murder. And we wouldn't have to try and get him alone where we would have to confront him. Wait, you all still yeah. have your statues? Yeah. 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 You don't? No. My, mine, like, disintegrated and went into my shoes. I mean, that implies that it's part of the shoes, if you're sh- Hey, hey, Bob, have you ever tried using your your power without your shoes? Um, can't say I have. I suppose I could try. I don't know if now's the time, but... Yeah, I'm just... Yeah, I think that might be the answer. I don't know. All right, so here's what the plan is. Mm-hmm. We find... We search locations where we suspect he would most likely uh, keep his carving, probably somewhere secret, somewhere that he can keep safe, where very few people other than him are going to be in. My first preference would be to check his office. Uh, Mm -hmm. If that's not possible, see if we can find anything in his bedroom. Seems like a plan to me. Okay, but like, how how do we do this, though? We're not, we're not really used to, you know, Breaking into somebody's house. I mean, we can break in, but that it's usually loud and there's consequences and fire if it's me. Just park your van next to the side and we can like go in through a window. We're going to have to improvise. Okay. We'll we'll see what it's like when we get there. uh, Bob pulls over uh, somewhere discreet, Uh, you know, not too close to the house. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, you sort of pull over on the road leading up to his house. I'm going to say between the commute there and the pretty lengthy stop to argue, you're down to 15 minutes to get this done. Okay, if this is a dumb idea fueled by anger, feel free to ignore me. Sure. I, I think that's in character. Uh, she's like, what if I went outside in the yard and started throwing fireballs in the air? To get his attention and you know, maybe buy you some time. If yeah. if he sees shenanigans, he's just gonna use his powers immediately. Like that's the like. Here's the thing: we cannot go loud here. We he cannot know we're here. If he sees we're here, that's game over. Bob's right. We have to look. I I want to be direct about this too, but we do not have a choice here. Yeah, no, we don't have time to argue about it. I got you. Okay, let's go. All right. Um, Bob is going to. Uh, I get, okay. What's what? So so what is what is the layout of the house? Of the outside of the house look like? I would say there is um, 
like I said, it's very spacious out here. A lot of empty space on uh, any side of the house. Probably a fairly long driveway up to the garage and then the front door to the left of the garage. Okay. And like a big American flag sticking out of the porch. Alright, and it was this, was this office like on the second floor? Um, I'm gonna say first floor. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right. So you said so you said he's got a garage, and then a front door to the left of the garage, and then yeah, kind of around the side. Probably you can just various windows looking into the house. Okay. Um, does the office have an outside-facing window? I would say yes, and I would also say it is the as you're very like quietly creeping around in the dark. Um, you can't see into any of these windows very clearly, but you can see that there is only one window with a light on. It's the office. Uh, yeah, I think you can see just enough from your hidden position to tell that, yeah, that is the office. And I think you can probably see him sitting in a chair in there. Okay. All right, everybody, I I have an idea. Okay. Because I don't... He's, he's just in the room, probably next to his Eidolon. I think the only way we're going to do this without him noticing is by being literally faster than he can see. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to just try this one on my own. Bob, okay. Hmm. Faster than he can see you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bob um. is going to, like, kind of step a bit away from the window and sort of take a track and field starting position, like, mm -hmm. like one leg back, the other leg forward, hands on the ground. Yeah. And like like they're psyching themselves up and like they're like they're waiting for the gun to fire. Well, is the window yeah, yeah, open yeah. or is Bob just gonna crash through? Oh, uh Window's not open. <laughs> okay. Can, well can we uh Well first let me let me see, like can can the window like is the window locked? Um I'm trying to think of how much I can give you without making you have to start drawing to stay hidden. Mm -hmm. I think uh, getting close enough to check the status of the window would Require an Ellie draw. What, what mm -hmm. type of window is it? Is it like one big window or is it a small? Does a person? a person? Would see, a person fit through it? Yeah, I think a person would fit through it. It just kind of yeah, one big window that you'd sort of lift okay. from the bottom. Okay, I have an idea. I can try very discreetly to fire a thin hot line all across the window plane, so that when you go in, you just push it down. And you don't have to crush into it. It will fall down. It's the whole thing. Um, yeah, and like, if I have, if I'm gonna do that, I should do that now and quietly. Well, I, I don't yeah. want to knock the window out of the wall. I just want to open the window. If there's, if you can, I, if rather than burn the whole thing off, why not just like break the lock? Or hear me out. Hear me out, everyone. Uh, just make it warm enough in there that he opens the window because it's cold. But it's too hot. Can I see the lock? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I think you've already seen enough to imply the blinds must be open. So yeah, I think you could see. It's okay. just got like those two little like uh, yeah, hatch locks. Gonna, you know what I mean? I'm gonna bombard the lock. Okay, yeah. Give me an Ellie draw. My Ellie is normally two. All right, so that's gonna be one because no one can really help you do that. The mm -hmm. hanged man. Mm. <laughs> uh, hmm. hmm. <laughs> you must make an impossible choice as you try uh, to heat up this lock. What's up? Is that is that negative or neutral? That's negative. That's negative. 
And I'm yeah, going to. I'm going to use. Oh, go, go, I'm going to use overdrive. What is overdrive? Pushing myself by advancing my damage track instead of advancing the phantom clock. Gotcha. In that case, you push into justice. The situation becomes more fair. I I think, and you can change it, but I think like my body because I'm trying to do a very finite charge. Yeah. My body starts to heat up to the point it starts hurting myself. I was going to say, you know, you've already described very in-depth how just burning hot yeah. Sunshine Band is in your hand. I think trying to channel it in this very uh, finessed way, there is just, like, burning heat pouring through your hand and, like, out through yeah. your fingertip to try to get this to happen. And yeah. uh, you're just... Everyone else can see, like, smoke rising off of Casey's hand. Yes. Ooh. Um, but... When did right to go after... Yes, before correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the situation becomes more fair. I think uh, it goes exactly according to plan, and you can uh, see the... Well, here's what I'll tell you. The lock kind of, like, gets hot enough that it sort of falls off, and you can see him inside, like, stand up and sort of, like, immediately jump to his feet. Uh, at the sound of it falling onto the floor, Go, and look, and he is looking around, kind of uh, questioningly at what just happened. All right, now or never. Wish me luck. And uh, Bob is going to try and, I guess, try and get in there, get the thing, and get out faster than the guy can see them. Search the whole room like super fast. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, Bob, the way. I, I, I can think of two ways to do this here. Yeah. I could have you search the room too fast for him to see. Mm-hmm. Um, that's You're trying to do two things at once, right? Because, A, you're trying to propel yourself faster than you've ever gone before. Yeah. And also, you need to find that fucking thing. Mm-hmm. I almost want to break this into an Ellie draw and a dredge. Okay. Um, so I'll let you make the decision which one you want to do first. For the record, there are currently two cards in the deck. I've, oh, I've, so it's oh, so it's gonna shuffle no matter what you do. Oh boy, I feel like if <laughs> I, well, even before Which, I knew that that was gonna happen, I was gonna say it feels logically best for Bob to do the dredge first. I feel okay. like they'd make some effort to know where they were trying to go first. Yes. Okay. Then in that case, you get one card. Your two biz, and that is the lovers. You're faced with two paths. That is my dissonant card. Oh, baby! Good <laughs> episode. So let me add some more points to the, to the thing here. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Oh, baby! Dissonant on a dredge, baby! And it was oh. 11 o'clock! <laughs> also, since, Let's see. Uh, since Fabby pushed past that negative card, does that count as a point, or does it, it, does it not? No, uh, no because she used her power. power. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. It yeah. costs me damage. Yes, yeah, that does trip the midnight clock, though. Yeah, the clock is at midnight, which I'm noting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Bob, uh, your dissonant forecast, you're thinking too literally and miss something that's immaterial but crucial. Okay, I know how to interpret that, but let me set that aside for the moment and uh, have you draw for going fast enough. Uh, that uh, That's Ellie, I would say. I, well, here's the thing. I, I, I think if you want to say pow, I could see the case for pow. I feel like Bob would notice something was wrong the second they started their attempt because the other half of the distant card effect is your Eidolon is severed, becoming an ordinary object. And I think the second they started to run and like just kind of jogged at a normal human speed, I think they'd notice. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, my no, God. No, you're right. You're right. 
But uh, okay, I've got this. I because because this is running into a phantom fight, we're gonna get a little creative here. Bob, you do take off at a normal running speed and are initially uh, surprised and alarmed and sort of refocus and maybe you even have to sort of back up and give it a second try and this time it works and you go blasting into that room. Uh, well, actually, let's have you draw and see what happens. Okay, my Ellie is three. Three, so that's going to be a two draw. You got the Hanged Man or the Moon! Wait, didn't we already use the ha Oh, wait, no, no, we pushed past it. We pushed shuffled. past it, yeah, and I just shuffled okay. the deck so the moon's back, and it's already back to fuck you up some more. Well, this hold deck on. fucking since, hates you guys since, tonight. Since we made it past midnight, do I have do I have three Ellie again? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Ooh. I should clarify that in the rules, but yes, that should be how it works. I think you're right. Yes. In that case, you can draw into temperance uh, uh, equal and opposite <laughs> reaction. Let's uh, let's go with uh, okay. And w which one? Is, the moon is that also negative? Yes, that okay. temperance is neutral. The other two are negative. Let's let's go with the neutral option because shit's about to go okay. real bad. <laughs> yes, because you're also uh, thinking too literally, and you miss something crucial as a result. So, Bob, you go flying through the window. You open it and just blast into the room. I think um, you are moving too fast to see, but not too fast to send just a hurricane wind in here and you're a little worried that that's gonna trip something but um as you look back towards uh uh the principal he from your perspective seems to not even be moving you are in the zone you are moving faster than you even thought possible once you got your idol on and you quickly start tossing the entire room um you're ripping out drawers you're opening up cabinets I think, uh, like, fancy shot glasses and, um, like, highball glasses are just scattering to the ground and shattering as you fling them around looking for what you're here for. Bob, what you've missed, which you realize now as you're coming up empty, is that the principal is going to keep his Eidolon figurine on his person, not tucked away somewhere. But... Even now that you've been in here from your perspective for, you know, maybe half a minute, he still is standing in the exact same place he was when you came in. Huh. Oh, well, okay. Uh, Bob's going to just try and search him and try and keep up the pace. Yeah. Um, as you start uh, searching him, you're sort of digging through his pockets and, um, you know, running your hands up and down to find something. You're noticing that anytime you touch him, it feels like you are swimming through mud. It is a lot of resistance, but he is standing stock still. And as you're looking closer at him, you can see that his gaze is very slowly turning towards where you first ran into the room from. It is as though you are seeing him in extreme slow motion. Bob, the movie clock stoppers won't be out for decades yet, so tragically, oh, no. you lack the vocabulary to understand <laughs> that you're in a classic clock stoppers situation. You've entered hyper time. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but the good news is that you do, in fact, find the figurine in his pocket. All right. Um, well, since Bob doesn't, since Bob doesn't have, uh, you know, is, is, 
is ignorant of the majesty of clock stoppers. Uh, I don't. I don't think Bob's gonna quite like you know clue into the fact that anything's wrong, and like having gotten their prize, they're just gonna go back out the window and try yeah. and regroup with the rest of the crew. Yep. You go darting out the window. Um, everybody else. You saw Bob take a running start, stop, back up, try again, and then it was like uh, they just vanished. They were just gone. And um, they still seem completely gone. You don't know. It, it has not been long at all. It has been, yeah, like seconds, maybe. Um, but you see no sign of them. Uh, even though, Bob, you have, you're right there in front of them. All right, guys, uh, I'm back, and Bob is going to attempt to return to normal speed. Yeah, that's, that's the tricky part, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think Bob kind of stops for a second. He's like, guys? Guys? And, like, do the, like, wave hand in front of the face thing? One, oh, uh-oh. One thing I uh, should who do you... note um, yeah. is that, uh, oh, gosh, um, Casey or... or Maurice, one of you has like a, a, a pocket knife or something, right? Something sharp? Casey has a knife, yes. Okay. Uh, I think Haley, before Bob had gone off running, uh, yeah. had asked you to like show her the knife. And then without telling you, and it was without warning, had like drawn her, one of her fingers over the knife blade to make it start bleeding. Okay. I'm gonna. I may. Uh, I may need this for my powers. I think Casey doesn't even notice this uh, because uh, I'm not gonna rewind Master Plan because I don't think I'm gonna do it. But the thing she has been preparing in case everything went wrong is uh, the moment she not she like drew the knife with one hand, but the moment the the lock went down and she said go, she switched her like her pointing finger. To the head of the principal, just in case she needs to snipe him. I see, just sort of had it trained on him, yeah. Yep. Bob, uh, who were you waving your hand in front of? Um, probably whoever was physically closest to the building. Like, whoever they got to first. Alright, who, who who wants to be that person? I'll, I'll be that, just because I want to uh, say that Maurice has his hand out like the cover of Back to the Future, looking at a watch. Uh, Maurice, you suddenly get blasted backwards by what feels like a gale force wind. <laughs> and uh, I think, Bob, from your perspective, Maurice goes flying when you wave your hand in front of his face and then seems to slow to a stop midair. Oh. Oh, um. Okay, that's not uh, Ma good. Maurice, advance your damage track. Oh, no. Have I, have I recovered since <laughs> last time? <laughs> yeah, you have. Okay, I was about to say. Nice. Uh, Bob tries to stand as still as they can. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what. Give me a. Ooh. I'm trying to think of what the best stat for this would be. Uh, biz sounds right. Give me a biz draw. All right. Uh, that's a two. Two. That's going to be justice or the sun. Hmm. I. Using the sun this early in the Phantom Fight feels a bit <laughs> unfair. I'm going to go with justice. Justice, the situation becomes more fair. Okay. Bob, you stop and try to stand completely still. You close your eyes and breathe in and breathe out. And you can feel 
you weren't even conscious of the, like, muscle somewhere in your core that you've been clenching. But you you slowly start to relax it, and I think everyone else, you can see just the uh, whisper of, like, a ghost of Bob before you. Did he kill you? I don't... I don't think so. I think we would have seen something. Bob, even as you're concentrating on slowing down, you can hear them talking. It is like they're talking at, like, 25% speed. Too fast. Alright, uh, Bob is gonna try and speak very slowly. <laughs> uh-huh. See, like, to see if they could get something across, like, like, just can't slow down. Yeah, uh, I think uh, you say that, Bob, and I think it is just barely slow enough for anyone else to comprehend. Cancel that or something like that. Yeah, uh-huh. Can't slow down. Um, let me try this. Um, Haley's going to try and speed up her speaking at, as fast as possible and hold out her hand. Um, the one mm-hmm. that has her finger with the with ha- that has her bleeding finger and say really fast, drop the carving. Okay, uh, Bob tries to do that as slowly and gently as they can. Uh, yeah, I, you successfully drop the carving into Haley's hand. Haley's going to activate her Eidolon power to turn her blood into fire and set the okay. uh, carving ablaze. You, you know I could have just... <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Uh, all right, yeah, I mean, you've got nothing to oppose you here. I think this was pretty successful as far as things go. You set the carving ablaze, and from the open window, uh, you know, I imagine you're sort of just outside of the light being cast from it. Um, so you are more than close enough to hear the principal start screaming in agony as though he were on fire. Oh, shit. I mean, if we were going to do that, I mean, yeah, I would have liked to do that. You're still doing it. I mean, you're part of the team. You're doing it. Yeah. I mean, he's at not dead point, yet. You can get in on it. <laughs> at this point, wouldn't it be more humane for me just to blow his brains out? I think she says that out loud. I guess uh, Haley holds up uh, the carving to her. I shoot. I, I. Mm. You could turn into ash it, in an it, instant. I mean, you don't have to. Yeah, I just, I just evaporate it. Okay, man, it's yes. re- it's a good thing. Like the only member of the party who would probably try to stop you from doing this is in a bit of a situation <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then yeah, okay. Um, a hundred yards or so away. Uh, oh the, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Just one second before I do that. Okay. Would I be able to use the Master Move Punch Parade here? Uh, read me off what Punch Parade does. When you deliver the finishing blow to an Eidolon Master, you can strike with such force that you destroy their connection to the Undertow. Draw POW. On a positive card, their Eidolon is sealed. On a neutral card, their Eidolon is severed. Okay. Ooh. Then, um... I, I would say... That if you want, you can draw POW on that, and if you succeed, you will merely... I'm not even going to sever this thing. I'm going to seal his Eidolon 
if yeah. you succeed on this. And uh, if I don't, I kill him, I assume. Yes. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, sure. Um, describe to me exactly what you're doing, just for, for the folks I think, at home. I, I don't... I think she's maybe... She's trying not to, like, burn it up like Haley was doing. She's trying to erase it from existence. Yeah. If that makes sense, like... Okay. This was never here. This is not just ashes. It's, like, even not even that will remain. Right, right, it's, right. I think she puts it between her hands, and it's so much heat and pressure yeah. to, like, eliminate it com- completely. Right. Okay. Um... Then you've got three pow, yes? I uh, sure do. That gets you judgment, the fool, or death. Man, what a fucking session, huh? Yeah, the deck doesn't like y'all tonight. <laughs> what did you do to it? <sighs> I mean, the fool. Is, okay. The fool is the, my. It's your resident. Uh huh. Well, unfortunately, you're not the Me? one who drew. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like. I, the deck heard y'all talking shit and is here for fucking comeuppance. This drama. I love it. I love this evil deck that hates us now. I mean, given that you didn't draw pause, I guess you could push. You got a fresh yeah. block if you really don't want to yeah. kill him. But actually, do you really don't want to kill him? <laughs> I think I'm going to push. What's after winded? Uh, Battered. Hey folks, it's Iris here. Boy, this episode has gotten pretty crazy. I bet you'd all be uh, longing for a break right around now. Maybe one of the advertising variety. Well, I have very good news for you. Uh, If you've been enjoying this podcast, you can subscribe to us on Patreon if you'd like to support us monetarily. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash Eidolon playtest. And for $1 a month, you get early access to each, every new episode by a whole week. Uh, for $3 a month, you'll get access to the design session podcast where Luke and Molly discuss the design of the game and make changes and improvements to the game system. You'll also get to read Luke's GM notes that he posts with every episode that goes up. At $5 a month, uh, you'll receive the current draft of Eidolon Become Your Best Self, as well as updated drafts every time Luke and Molly make major revisions. You will also get your name read off every so often on the show. We have quite a few of them, uh, so uh, we can't do every one every episode, so uh, we like to shuffle between them. For $10 a month, uh, you get access to monthly grab bag episodes uh, where we talk about, you know, stuff, uh, kind of whatever we want. Lately, we had been doing Jujutsu Kaisen rewatches and JoJo's Bizarre Stone Ocean rewatches. Uh, but with the whole strike solidarity thing, we've kind of put a hold on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But don't worry, we do have some plans for other things we can do. So, you know worry we've got you uh oh yeah also you will get the soundtracks for season one and two of eidolon as well as the first interlude for five dollars but ten dollar a month grab bag will give you all the other soundtracks including the ones 
for disco and ska. Maxie does an amazing job, so you should sub to that level if you like what she's done. Anyway, if you can't support us monetarily, we understand. We also greatly appreciate any free support you can give us, like telling your friends about the show, retweeting us, uh, just, you know, telling whoever you meet on the street or online or, you know, in a submarine. I don't know uh, that Eidolon is a really good show that you like a lot uh, because that helps us quite a bit and makes us feel good. Anyway, I'm going to read our list of subscribers. So thank you all to those of you who have subbed for $5 a month or more. We greatly appreciate the support you've given us. It's Burdish, Asha Dasha 98, Willow Chudy, The Moonstone System, Leanne Harp, Jade Nebula, Inalienable Wright, Emrys Norius, Saffron Sinclair, Fletcher Gaddy, Sam Antics, We Shall All Be Healed, Thomas Rohrer, Viking Soren, Tin Man Axe, Great Big James, Inkjet, Osha Nyan Compliance. Fuck you, but also I love you. Fox X Fire. Fox Crossfire for any of you anime fans out there. John D. Jordan Quinn. Emma Valentine. Parrish. Chesh Amoeba. And Underlying Ocean. Uh, once again, thank you all so much for your support, whether you uh, donate or you just tell folks about it and uh, tell us how awesome the show is in the Discord, which you should join, by the way. You should definitely join our Discord. Uh, we have a fun time there. Anyway, that's enough of a break. Enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, then in that case, uh, yes, you're pushing with um, Overdrive? Yeah. That gets you... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm whatever is after Winded. Yes, you're battered. Uh, Battered, cool. All right, then in that case, um, that gets you the Wheel of Fortune. You're at the mercy of the fates. So really, it's up to me. We're taking it because there's no other option. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So really, it's up to me whether the principal dies or not. Um, Yeah. Let me think. Do I want to kill this motherfucker? I mean, I did write out a whole fight, but I mean, that's not happening either way. <laughs> Y'all were very clever and sneaky. Um, so what should happen here? Actually, while I think about that, Casey, what a coin. <laughs> why don't you describe what you're doing to mm-hmm. like how your attempt to force this is continuing to wound you? Uh. I think I think you start seeing from her hands burn marks mm-hmm. and like or not even burn marks I think that like her fingers look like if they had been burned like not even fresh burn marks but like old and kind of like shattery and like broken like whatever she's doing has so much energy that like her whole hand is kind of ashen both of them at this point Okay, yeah. Um, and she's screaming. I think she's screaming in pain. Let me ask you this, too. Wait. Just because I'm curious. Oh, what's up? I Wait. have an idea. What's that? So my Eidolon is also fire-based now, and the alchemist yeah. has an advanced move called Pound of Flesh. 
When anyone plays a card, you may transmute a piece of your soul into raw energy to fuel a greater success. Use the polarity and forecast of the world instead of the card that was played that then describe what you gave up to make that happen. An important memory, a significant aspect of your personality, etc. Okay. What do you want to give me, Haley? <laughs> Jesus, Haley. Gosh. <sighs> what would Haley give up for this? Well, let me ask you too, because I was about to ask uh, uh, Casey this. What is the impetus behind trying to... Uh, you know, neutralize his Eidolon versus killing him. Because certainly Casey was yeah. all bloodlust before you got here, and now you are going to pretty great lengths to end this non-lethally. How's come? Her friends. Okay. They made it pretty clear that they want to try to do this without... I think I think she, she was planning in to kill him. Like, I think she legitimately was planning to do that. And then, like, looks up to see Haley, to see everyone... Even see the ghost of Bob, and it's like, I have to try. Okay. I have to be, I have to be better than what I would be without them. All right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Don't become what this town Um, is trying to make you into. (laughs) Uh, Haley, I think you can see other lights in the house starting to turn on as they're hearing uh, his screams. Uh, What are you giving up? Uh, Okay. Um, Question. When it asks, like, what I'm going to give up, is that, like, um, on, on the, on the scale of, like, important things, is it, like, a step, a little, a step below what you would do on, like, a, a coming back to life sort of thing? I would say it would depend on the context of the action, and I will, I'll defer to your judgment in what is a worthwhile, what is an equivalent thing for Haley to offer up here. Uh, okay. Um, if you have nothing, I have an idea. If not, don't worry yeah, about I, it. Yeah, I, I had a, I had a few things, but I was struggling to find one that mm-hmm. like would would not just like completely like fuck up uh, okay, the nature so my, of, of this. My idea would be: we're trying to seal an Eidolon. You have to give away this version, or like this alchemist. You can't. Oh, I can ever never. Use I can never I like use that. this power maybe, again. Maybe you can never use Alchemist again. No, I, I think that's too limiting, but I like yeah. the idea. Yeah. This power? Yeah, yeah. this power you're giving yeah. up. I, I, I'd be cool with that if you like that. Okay, Haley. yeah, no. I- you're sealing it away in here. Like, the fire you're putting in is, like, literally draining the, the power out of yeah, you. I, yeah, I, yeah, I like that. That's a great idea. Um, Yeah, I, I that's what Haley's going to do. She is going to focus, like, uh, sort of all of her current Eidolon's power uh, into helping Casey do this. Uh, and I think, oh gosh, what did I say that? Let's double check my sheet here. Uh, so this one was, right, Jupiter inverted. Uh, so I think you, uh, what's happening with her Eidolon uh, is that have y'all ever seen those like uh, sort of visualizations of what would happen if a black hole formed inside a planet? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's essentially what's happening here is that Jupiter is being sucked into itself into a tiny point of impossible blackness and like 
it starts out slow, but then speeds up uh, until like it's just a bunch of like jagged lines of colors that then right into the just gets sucked up right into the little pinprick of uh, pinprick of blackness. And suddenly yeah. Haley cannot use her power anymore. The I have looked this up. The melting point of carbon is 6,420 degrees. The boiling point of carbon is 8,721 degrees. And I think that is how hot it gets between Haley and Casey's hands as you turn this wooden figurine into a superheated cloud of smoke. And I think introducing that much heat into that small a space creates a small explosion that sends all of you scattering. Um, advance all of your damage tracks as you're all sent to the ground, including you, Bob. Hey, Ugh. what's after Bather? Desperate. Uh, af- desperate. Yep. Okay, I think Bob is going to have at least some understanding that, like... Actually, yeah, I guess, you know what, Bob? Uh, you would see this happening in such intense slow motion that you could probably... Get out of the way. Wait, hold on. How am I well, already get desperate? <laughs> I, that was from last session. You never refreshed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, yeah. what? No, you, you should be at Winded. Okay. But my math is that Casey's desperate, Maurice is battered, and Haley is winded. Okay. And Bob is winded. Am I winded? When, what hurt? Wait. Uh, when did I get no, hurt? No, no, I'm getting mixed up when you got hurt. When you hurt Maurice. Sorry. Sorry, that's my bad. You're you're fresh. Okay, cool. Um, But yeah, I think, I think Bob is going to at least have some understanding like that everything is else is still happening around them mm-hmm. um, and I think Bob is going to try and gently uh, as slowly and gently as they can uh, hand Maurice the keys to the wild cherry okay I think the uh, the safest way to do that would be to hold them up and drop them so that they're only pulled by gravity and not you know your the momentum you can impart into them. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna like just hold them up and like kind of jiggle them for a bit so that Marie sees them before dropping them. Could, I have an idea. I don't know if this is yeah too silly, but we're we're, we're just we're just rolling today. Um, yeah, I don't want to say Maurice is smart enough to figure out what's going on already, or that he's the kind of person that's a plan for everyone. That would be weird. Who does that? Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, one of the things I can do is. Um, what are you a bug? Yeah, of course not. <laughs> That was the last game. Um, Superconductor. <laughs> Once per session, choose a character that is tied to you, and you can have a tie to. This can each of you temporarily erase your power to something that evokes the power of the other. What if I warp reality by slowing things around me? Oh, you want to trade with Marie with uh uh, uh with Bob? Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, Bob doesn't have control of their eidolon right now, so I mm-hmm. think they might. I'm trying to say, like, I'm not even super slowing Bob so much, but slowing the keys so they don't no, kill him. No, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, the keys aren't going to fall and hurt uh-huh. anything. They, they drop to the ground. Like I said, it, by just letting gravity do it, you know, from Bob's perspective, they're just dropping very slowly through the air. But, you know, as long as they're yeah. not okay. handing it to you or pushing it into your hand, you're okay. 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 Yeah, Bob is, Bob is trying to give the other three the means to get off the property now. Yes. Okay, I guess I don't need to do that. I get the keys in my hand, I'm like, Bob? Bob is going to, as 
slowly and assertively as they can while being stuck in hyperspeed, say, Go! He sees Ma- Maurice nod in slow motion, which speeds up into it going to regular time with the rest of it. Okay, I think Bob got us the keys and we just need to go. I think they're just going to bail yeah. themselves. We Since just get to the Haney... van and... Sorry, go ahead. We just gotta go. Um, we just gotta go. I think since Haley is the much less wounded than Casey is right now, like she probably gets up first from the blast uh, and rushes over to Casey to like grab her arm and help her up. Hey, question, uh, Luke. What what shape was was the the figurine? Oh yeah, it's a good question. Um. It looked like it was closer to Maurice's figurine than anything. It was mm-hmm. sort of a collection of figures all uh, stuck together. You know, looking like a, a distinct group um, due mm-hmm. to the like very masterful carving, even though it's all one unit. And it was actually all just um, small, uh, like, they look like little lightning bugs or something. I think... That shape is basically now imprinted in both of uh, Casey's hands on the inside. Oh, sure. You just have, like, little, like, lightning bug-shaped mm. scars all over uh-huh. your palms. And I think she's on the floor writhing in pain. Yeah, I think if uh, Paley is getting Casey, then Maurice is going to go get the wild cherry. Yeah, if if Haley's, like, grabbing me out, I'll... I'll I'll go with yeah, her. Yeah, ha- Haley is basically grabbing your arm and, and helping you up and yeah. giving you a shoulder. And uh, Bob is, I guess, going to casually stroll behind the van as they escape. Bob, give me a... I'm going to say power draw. Okay. Uh, my pow is... Let's see. Two. Two. Uh, that gets you... Well, all right. The Empress or the Magician. Good card's got to come up sometime, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, let, let's go for the Magician on this one. Okay. Then, yeah, you start walking casually towards the van when you first start moving you like move your leg and there is a second smaller explosion of fire and it occurs to you that um just the mere act of moving your hyper sped up body against the air causes the air around you to burst into flame and you need to move very slowly to avoid having that happen oh boy Okay, they're going to start very slowly walking behind the van. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still, you're outpacing everybody effortless, effortlessly doing this, but yes. Oh, uh, Any time you start to feel the impulse to even, like, slightly speed up, there's another, like, spark of fire around you. Okay, uh... <laughs> I, I, I think, um, I mean, they're in the van now, right, and... Uh, uh, no, uh, no, Bob is not in the van. Bob no, is. No, no. I, I mean, the the, oh. the other three of us. Yeah, yeah. and the group of us. Okay, yes. yeah. And outside of the back, like the back window, we can probably see these sparks happening, right? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, at this point, I think Haley would imagine that like something is wrong here if uh, Bob is not able to stop. And I, I, she's going to turn to Casey and say, Do you remember when your Eidolon went wild? Yeah. 
and sunshine by. I think that's what's happening with with uh, Bob now. Fuck. I'm not sure how to stop it. Yeah, I don't think we can punch it. No, or... I I spoke to your Eidolon last time and gave it a command, yeah. but Bob's Eidolon is a pair of sneakers. I can't hold a conversation with sneakers. We just gotta take their mm. shoes off. Maurice says very intently focusing on driving and not looking back. Take their <laughs> shoes off. Um, oh, by the way, uh, so now that that Eidolon power is gone, should I be, like, choosing a new power now, or am I just powerless for the rain- remainder of this session? No, you can deal in. I think that's fair. Okay. Um, I'll say you can take... Um, the Vanguard, the... Mm, what haven't I given you in a while? The, uh, uh... What do you call it? The Virtuoso or the Infiltrator. Okay. Oh! Hey, uh, this will be a good point to bring out uh, the non-inverted Jupiter Eidolon I have. Uh, my okay. Eidolon obliterates enemies by manipulating gravity. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Jupiter reappears, this time uh, not upside down. (laughs) And I think Haley is going to, like, open up uh, one of the van doors. And she is going to say as fast as possible, Sorry, Bob, trying to take off your shoes. Uh, And she is going to try and, like, flip gravity around for where Bob is with the intent that okay. like maybe maybe if they're upside down the shoes will just like come off their feet oh I see okay um I think I'm not gonna make you draw for that because I think you just flip Bob upside down and Bob you're upside down I oh. think nothing else has changed Uh-oh. well this is uh Bob, from your perspective, you're very slowly turning upside down. Oh. Uh, oh, I guess this is happening now. Okay. Sure. <laughs> just we just should, gotta roll with it, I guess. We should drive to the forest, I guess. Out of sight of everyone else. Yeah. I don't know if Bob knows Morse code, but uh, Maurice honks his horn in the time of Take Your Shoes Off. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say Bob God, does not no Morse code. <laughs> no, yeah, weird. No, and, yeah, and, and I don't also think Haley would, knows Morse code. No. I would. Oh, I would think oh even now if wait, they wait, did, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Haley absolutely knows, Morse, knows code. Morse code. What are you talking about? <laughs> Who is she? She's into radio shit. I, yes. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'm Everyone sorry, knows Iris. Morse you made a nerd. That's Bob. true. <laughs> That's the kind of shit people were nerds about back then. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you, Mike. <laughs> no, no, that was all I had to say. <laughs> God. Love driving in the middle of the night in the town, honking the horn furiously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's head to the forest to be discreet. Meanwhile, Maurice... This is the fucking Venom meme. Beep, beep, beep. We're all gonna end up in jail. Bob, so as I, you I are... Think, I think Bob isn't even following the van anymore because they're upside down. I don't think they can walk around anymore. <laughs> Unless they want to try and walk on their hands. Like, are they, how I mean, far are they from the ground? I imagine you could probably walk on your hands, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, okay, there's a station. Look at other. Wait, wait. <laughs> or, you know, Haley could just turn that off since it didn't yeah, do much. I think Haley will just turn it off seeing as it did not work. <laughs> um, but, uh... Bob, I think as you get back to your feet, you take a breath in, and you find it difficult to breathe. It is like you you start coughing as though you are trying to breathe in water and not air. Oh. Because, you know, Bob, you're all about vibes, vibrations. Uh, so maybe you have an intuitive understanding of the scientific fact that states of matter really just have to do with the, like, how compact and how quickly vibrating, uh, the molecules are. And relative to you, the air is vibrating very slow. So slow that it is starting to, uh, subjectively feel more like a liquid than a gas. Oh shit! That's so fucked uh, up. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think I guess Bob just starts drowning. Um, I don't know how you, I don't God, know how you yeah, counter this. <laughs> Go and drop down to Winded for me, Bob. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Ironically, Winded. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have fun here. Bob, have any um, powers they can use? They can so yeah, I'm trying that, to think. That, I'm scratching my, is, my, um, my head here. Okay. Um, I guess Bob. I guess Bob's just gonna try and steady their breathing. Um, I I can't think of anything else to try to do. Like I there's think, not there's not really something you can yeah, do yeah. before you breathe. You kind of ha- you right. kind of have to be able yeah. to do that. <laughs> kind of the first thing you got to do. Um, yeah. I biz feels like the right thing for that for me. Okay, sure. I've got two. Wow. Okay. The world and the high priestess. Okay. Um. Hmm. I, 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 so that because she was like, let's get do- well, let's I mean, get done with this. I was just talking. I was just talking about how breathing's pretty important. I guess I'm gonna go with the world on this one. <laughs> I was gonna say I can respect the impulse to want to pres- save the world for later, but you know, again, breathing uh-huh. pretty uh-huh. essential uh-huh. to most other things. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, I think you uh, once again kind of center yourself and try to force yourself internally to slow down. You take what feel to you extremely slow deep breaths and you manage to stop choking on the air but you need to maintain that concentration on your breathing constantly or you will shoot right past hyperventilating to again drowning on air okay okay um fuck fuck alright what would Bob think to do in this situation I know everyone else was talking about taking off their shoes. Right. But I don't even know if that would necessarily occur to them. I mean, I I guess... I, I, you know what? Yeah, I, I guess they would probably at least try it at some point. So yeah, let, let's... Uh, I, Bob's gonna try and take off their shoes. I think if you make that attempt, uh, you find that the laces are extremely tight and you cannot loosen them. They, they're not coming off. Or at least they're not wanting to come off. Hold on a second. I I sort of didn't realize until then, but I had mentioned black holes earlier in the yeah. context of a different power. Do you have a revelation uh, for yes. us? But extreme gravity wells, uh, you know, can also have an impact on like relative speed, correct? And time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's that's true to my like 
pop, uh, you know, science, uh... Layman's. Right, the fucking, um, sci-fi channel special on black holes and how we're gonna travel mm-hmm. in time someday. Yeah. I'd like to create <laughs> a... a, uh, sort of condensed gravity well, um, next to Bob to try and essentially use that extreme gravity to leech speed from them. I can't imagine any possible way this could go wrong, but just in case, let's say you draw a pal. Sure. <laughs> that sounds, sounds good. That so we can is, use our plus one. <laughs> that's a two. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> oh, uh, wait. Uh, I have a question. You have a power that used to apply. Um, I don't know if it still does, because I was looking at Parafaces. You have the same playbook as Oh, yeah, right that's now. right. I have Vanguard. Ooh. Yeah. We changed how that worked. Let me look up how it works right now. I forget what we changed it to. Uh, wild card, pair of aces. Once per session, when you deal in and choose an active playbook that matches the playbook of another player, you both take one forward. Okay, so that means you get an extra draw here. Okay. So that's going to be three power total. Uh, and, and Fabi, you also have plus one forward on your next I'm draw. I'm marking it down. Uh, so that's going to be three cards. Um, the plus one forward really didn't do you any favors. It's the star, the emperor, or the tower. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Um, said so the star, the emperor, and the tower. Yes, yeah, so that's positive, neutral, negative. This would be a really fun time to play the tower, not going to lie. <laughs> Oh, God. Y'all have been listening to too much scoff. <laughs> uh, I was thinking either. So I was thinking going been... neutral. Um, what was the Bad. neutral card? Uh, the neutral is the emperor. You break something. That's also fun. The emperor. <laughs> uh, let's see. I just want to check something real quick. I'll start working on new character <laughs> sheets. <laughs> Uh, you break Bob. Oh, no. Remember breaking Bob? This one's oh, literal. No. Okay, then, yeah, Haley, you create a gravity well between Bob and the van and uh, start concentrating energy to slow Bob down uh, as the uh, as space time itself is warped. In a certain sense, Bob isn't slowing down at all. It is simply time itself that is slowing down. Um, which, you know, has the same relative effect to those beyond the black hole. Which I don't think includes the wild cherry. <laughs> I think the, uh, the gravity well quickly begins to suck in more and more matter and energy and rise off the ground slightly, maybe like 20 feet off the ground. And the van and all of you start to lift up into the air along with it. And for now, you are all, like, orbiting it. Uh, Haley, what's the okay, plan here? Did it, did, it at least, did it at least slow Bob down a bit? It slowed you down a bit. You're not having to work so hard to maintain your breathing. Yeah, because ultimately the, the idea here is to, to slow them down enough that they're able to, like, actually, like, um, uh, you know, take their own shoes off or like worry right. about something that's not just staying alive or and or not destroying yep. everything around them. Bob, I think you're still stuck in a very fast mode, but not quite so fast. I, I think Bob it's still like trying to talk slowly, but like is is just just goes, I can't get them off. Alright, I got a dumb idea. 
It's been a while since yeah, we've done idea. one of those. Okay, so we're floating and we're kind of orbiting the um, the black, black hole. hole. Yeah. What if we could get the? I'm trying to think. Is there any way we can get the van with enough speed to counteract Bob's and like grab? Are we doing? Well, I, I think we might just need to sever the laces, right? Oh, can we do that? Can we sever someone's idol? I mean, you can yeah. try. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to try and use the thing. I'm going to drift the van past the, the black hole to get close uh-huh. enough to Bob to, like... I can't believe we're fucking doing terrible space if using, <laughs> using the fucking force and the wind that comes off the front of the van to maybe... Hopefully that'll be enough to... Basically, there's a science program where, like, you're seeing, like, Bob's weight versus the van's weight and the speed, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ty, um, just so I am on the same page, describe, if this goes perfectly, describe what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, the same way that a- And then it will draw. The same way that a blast of wind <laughs> hit me, uh, a blast uh-huh. of wind of rind resistance is going to hit Bob and, like, slow them down as well. So, like, the van goes, like, the van is already going pretty fast. It uses the fact that it's no uh-huh. longer on the ground to swing around the yeah. black hole and come straight at Bob. And um, use a blast of wind to push them in the other direction. Like, push them in the other direction. Oh, I yeah. So, I, I think Bob is moving, you know, again, they're not all the way slow mm-hmm. right now. But they're slow enough that it's not an active impediment. I, were you trying to, like, you, you were talking about trying to sever their shoes. Do you have an idea for that? Or is this just to help slow Bob down? Well, I was more? thinking if we get close enough, if we drift close enough. Oh, Bob is a rat. Yeah, okay. Bob is okay. a rat and I'm a drift. The- Someone jumps out of the van okay. and grabs the shoes and try and pull well, them okay. off. So my idea, okay. yeah, yeah, my idea, talking about Carol Space Program, is opening the door and try to catch ban- uh, catch Bob with the band. Okay, then in that case, yes. Uh, Maurice, go ahead and draw Ellie for me. I'm glad that's something I'm good at. Not. <laughs> How much Ellie you got? I think I got one, yeah. All right, well, you drew strength. Which is positive, so congrats. Uh, I think the van is sort of orbiting vertically, so it's going, like, up and then down again. And as it comes down, it just barely touches the road. And, Maurice, you use that opportunity to floor the gas and uh, twist the wheel to send the van, give it a little extra bit of momentum, and also spin it around in the air to, yeah, catch Bob inside of it. Doing Project Beast. Okay. It looked pretty cool. <laughs> All right, we caught a Bob. Can y'all get his shoes off? <laughs> I think uh, uh, Haley just turns to. Well, first Haley is gonna release the black. Well, actually, no, we should not release the black hole yet. <laughs> we should not release uh, the black hole. <laughs> Haley's gonna turn to Casey, still concentrating on maintaining the black hole, and say, "You need to slice the laces off." Yeah. Yeah, I think she's going to try very carefully to do a very thin heat line to slice the, to slice the laces of the shoes Or you can off. just use the uh, knife your... that you have. Oh, yeah, we have a pocket knife. I mean, you you took it. I don't have it with me. No, I... You can get it back. <laughs> no, I, I just used the blade. I just figure it'd be right. easier to... To do fire like a line of That's heat, fair. then like yeah. go at a knife. I'm mostly at just them. concerned about uh, Casey 
fucking burning herself out with this because she's already a desperate. That's fine. Your boyfriend dies, you die. What's uh, the difference? Casey, um, mm -hmm. you, I'm going to say give me an Ellie draw. You've got two, right? Yep. Now that gets you the devil or the chariot. Now, uh huh. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. I have something good in mind for the devil. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, Asshole. I mean. To be fair, <laughs> the devil is you get what you want, it's, a price you can't afford. It's what? It, it's your call. I'm just saying. Oh, he's gonna. I have a fun idea. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I think Casey's uh, already, I mean, already there, so... Guys, listen. <laughs> if if at any point... Mm, hey, hey, Luke. Yeah. Can you, like, not pitch me, but, like, show me or tell me how this happens in a way that Casey goes, like, fuck it, we're doing it? Uh, I would say that it... Like I said, you're getting what you want at a price mm -hmm. you can't afford. I think perhaps something... Might happen inadvertently as you're cutting off Bob's shoes. Yeah, I'm I think not going to kill you. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I'm not a, you know, I mean, I'm not going to kill you as a result yeah. of you taking this card. Fuck it, let's do it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> we have 17 yep. XP now. Yep, take another XP. <laughs> Racking that shit up. Uh, Downtime is going to be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Casey, um, it is some effort, but you are burning through uh, Bob's shoelaces. And, uh, Bob, you can feel the shoes loosening on your feet. And then the van kind of reaches the apex of its orbit. It's up above the black hole. And it still has that rotational momentum that Maurice, uh, imparted into it. And, uh, just as the shoes slide off of your feet, Bob, they just keep sliding out the back door into the black hole. <laughs> Oh, oh! <laughs> how does that how does that feel for me? Um, you feel fine, other than the ways in which none of you feel fine, as the black hole suddenly gets way more intense oh. and starts sucking in things rapidly. Uh, I think the space itself around you starts to distort as it is sucked into this black hole you've made, oh, Haley. No. Uh, how do you okay. stop a black hole, by the way? <laughs> Uh, are you? I, I, I don't have an answer no, for Maurice that. Maurice is one. saying that in character to Haley. Uh, how, by the way, things stop the black hole? What? They generally burn out, right? Oh, well, after a period of like millions, possibly billions of years, they will run out of stuff to eat and then starve to death. Oh. This orbit around the uh, black hole's uh, getting, uh, you know, smaller by the moment. Okay, listen. This whole problem is with me. Uh, I, I don't know exactly why, but I, mm, I, I feel like whatever this is, it has to end with me doing something. Uh, thanks, thanks for the attempt, y'all. But uh, it, bye. And Bob's gonna like jump out of the van toward the black hole. Wait, Bob, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, I think you for sure do it. I'm, I don't want to, as a player, to catch you. I think Casey does try, but she does not manage to I mean, hold you. I think you can grab Bob and go, you know, if you want to go falling into the black hole with no, them. I, I want to give... Me, as a player, wants to give Mike this oh, moment. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, then, yeah, Bob, you take a leap into the black hole. Um... 
What's, what's your damage track at right now, bud? Winded. All right, let's uh, bump that on up to battered, which frankly feels generous as your <laughs> uh, entire yeah. physical form. <laughs> it's, it's the fucking old video game health system conundrum. It's like you can take four hits, but those hits can be literally anything. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, as your entire body is crunched down into a single point of space. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Bob, I think you, um, from your perspective... As you approach the black hole, the world around you once again gets slower and slower and slower until it stops and you stop. And for a moment, it is as though you are just hanging there motionlessly. Um, And that moment uh, eventually begins to feel like an eternity. And then something snaps and the universe is whizzing by your head at... Speeds that you cannot even begin to comprehend, not even after the night you've had. Uh, entire stars just flying by you. And uh, you are just in this screaming hyperspace uh, for what seems like... Uh, it seems like that's kind of all there is for you now. Uh, what do you do? Are the shoes in here? I mean, maybe. <laughs> it's like... Seems like maybe everything that's ever existed is in here. Oh so, pr- like, probably. Bob is witnessing right, the big uh, bang. I would like. Bob is like getting full on two thousand one here. I would like to use recall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good game we have! Here we go. Here we go, baby. <laughs> Uh, read out what recall does for the folks at home, please. Uh, when you do not have possession of your eidolon, you can draw Ellie to call out to it and make it return to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you got three Ellie, yes? I sure do. <sighs> All right. That is going to be the Hermit, the Lovers, or the Hierophant. Okay. Uh, well, it's, I, uh, I don't want to... Oh, shit. We have a... Y'all changed the rules about uh, dissonance, huh? You have to take your dissonant if it came oh, up. God. It's yeah. the lovers, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing my dissonant <laughs> twice in one episode. Christ. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. So the world ends and ska never happened. Right, yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. Ska's non-canon. <laughs> do, do, do we want to end uh, on this cliffhanger? Or do we want to... y'all having over good. there? Um, we, yeah, if we want to... We have been going a while. We could end this here. Um... Then let me just describe this. Yeah, you draw the lovers, Bob. Um, you're thinking too literally, and you miss something immaterial but crucial. And, Bob, in a weird way, that doesn't really describe you normally. You're all about, like, sensing the, the you know, immaterial behind the real. Um, but as your mind is opening up to the vast consciousness of the universe itself... Uh, you find the, like, animal part of your brain screaming out for the familiar and the real and the concrete. Uh, and the stars are not listening as they continue to fly faster and faster past you. Somewhere out there is your home. Somewhere out there is your shoes. And you've got neither of them right now.
Eidolon Disco is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com as well as patreon.com slash Playtest. You can follow us on Twitter at Playtest. You can follow Luke at SSJ Speed Racer, Fabby at Fabby underscore Garza, Mike at Mike Loves Rabbit, Ty at Sirius Tiberius, and myself at Stilts the GM. Next episode of Eidolon Disco will release on August 21st for Patreon subscribers and August 28th for everyone else. See you later.